This podcast is proudly sponsored by Joro Protein, a Rhode Island plant-based protein supplement company designed for athletes and adventurers. They deliver 25 grams of protein, 5 grams of BCAAs, and 18 essential vitamins and minerals. It's non-GMO, it's gluten-free, it's allergen-free, no artificial flavors, no added sugar or stevia, and it has no additional gums, thickeners, or fillers. Right now, you can get 30% off on this podcast with the code JOROROADYSTRENGTH2022. You can find them at JOROPROTEIN.com. This podcast is brought to you by Phase CBD. That's P-H-A-Z-E. They are a local Rhode Island company who makes and manufactures a wide-ranging variety of CBD products that are formulated specifically for athletes. It doesn't matter if you're a crossfitter, a strongman, bodybuilder, or powerlifter. These products are for you. These products range from tinctures to seltzers to even roll-on applicants. By supporting this business, you're supporting a local Rhode Island business, and you're supporting this podcast directly. Please check them out at phasesports.com. Yeah. Well, um, before we start, I just want to say thank you for um, jumping on with us, Kelsey. Yeah, really no appreciate problem. it. I have zero um, <laughs> expectations. I'm curious what we're going to chat about. <laughs> well, I, I try to do my homework the best I could. Um, cool. So I, I spent the day, I went I went through some of your older podcasts. You've been on a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Are you, are you having podcast fatigue yet or what? Well, honestly, I feel like this is the first one I've done in a while. Really? Like I feel like the most recent one was maybe the brute strength one, which was a while ago. Yep, I listened. I listened to a little bit of that one. I listened yeah. to a little bit of the one with you and um, uh, Ashley. Uh, oh, yeah, we did do that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was oh the morning chalk up one. We were talking about bobsledding. Oh yeah, so always bobsled. <laughs> bobsled always comes up. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. It's like it's oh, cool. Yeah. you know, it's a big it's a big transition. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it, and we'll we'll keep it uh, to an hour if that does that work. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Is that good for you, Tim? Or yeah, that's cool. Clear your schedule, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweet. So um, all right, we'll get into it. So what's going on, guys? Dr. Matt here, host of the Roadie Strength Podcast. We got co-host Tim Ferraro on today and special guest Kelsey Keel. What's going on? Glad to have Hello. you on. <laughs> and Glad Oliver. To be here. And Oliver. And Oliver, of course. And <laughs> so um, just to give you a brief intro for those who don't know, uh, Kelsey Keel is a competitive CrossFitter, nutrition coach, overall awesome human being. Got to throw that in there. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So a couple accolades and correct me if I'm I'm wrong or I have outdated information in here, but um, uh, no big deal. You've four times competed at the uh, CrossFit Games team, uh, 2022 through OBA, which is your current gym? Correct. Yeah. Uh, 2019 through Invictus, 2018 through Invictus, and 2016 through Parallax. Yeah. Uh, you also qualified in 2020 individual and was on the u.s team usa ball yeah. team <laughs> yeah that's it that's, that's all. it that's, all. that's, that's it. an end of the podcast um a <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple big lifts uh so this is taken off 
CrossFit.com. So these are probably outdated. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> are, they, are they accurate though? Is CrossFit.com ever accurate? No. no. Well, no. for me, I know that these are not. But you go ahead. <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, tell me, tell me what they are now. So squat okay. three seventy. Oh, that's still accurate. Let's go. Well, I haven't hit that in long time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all right. You hit it. Uh, clean and jerk two seventy five. Oh, that is accurate. Yeah. Okay. Solid. Do they? Do you think they go and update this? Maybe they do. Because I haven't in a long time. <laughs> you have someone updating it for you. Where? Uh, <laughs> snatch 210. Yeah. Oh, wait. I hit 212. Oh, let's go. <laughs> 212, just you putting the one-pound plates on? Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> a PR is a PR. Let's go. And then deadlift 385? Yeah. Solid. Oh wow, more accurate than that's, I expected. Someone, yeah, too, someone's probably just going in and making stats. Yeah. <laughs> someone on Team CrossFit is is helping you. They're out like, there. she hit this. We gotta have it. <laughs> uh, so, I usually start these off with rapid fire questions, which I always find very entertaining. Okay. I hope my listeners do too. All all twelve <laughs> of my listeners in Rhode Island. So shout out um, to them. So uh, first question, rapid fire. Um, I made this one specifically for you. Most of them uh, are just templated. It's, okay. uh, it's How's Oliver doing? He's good. He's so good. <laughs> he's a little gray. You can see I've stressed him out over the last two Aww. years, but he's thriving. <laughs> Love it. Uh, next question we get is favorite coffee shop. Ooh, that's tough. Um, there is a coffee shop near my gym that I can walk to called Ultimo Coffee that I really like. Say the name one more time. Ultimo. Ultimo. It sounds good. It does. It's so good. It good. <laughs> what's what's your go to there? What do you get? Uh and vanilla oat milk latte. Good. It's like my treat. <laughs> nice. It's a nice little treat. Uh next question we got favorite go to like your favorite go-to breakfast, either going out or making it at home? Uh, chicken and waffles. Really? Like if I'm going out for brunch, it's chicken and waffles. Solid. Very Southern of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a little more South than you guys, so. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, next question we got, um, or how about, all right, let me, let me follow up to that one. What, what about um, okay. cooking at home? What What's your go-to cook-home breakfast? I do typically like a veggie um, egg white scramble with bacon and like sweet toast. Nice. That's what I do at home. <laughs> Sounds good. Tim, Tim, what's your favorite uh, go-to breakfast? Food? Yeah. Sandwich, breakfast sandwich. <laughs> Everything <I'm laughs> uh, next question we got favorite recent book or maybe just a book in the past that's impacted you this is a good one it's a deep question (laughs) that's tough well i just finished it ends with us which is like a very um not deep it's like a novel it's like cool is that a tv show do they make a movie about that i don't think so maybe i'm thinking of this is us or something i don't know oh yeah you are oh great show (laughs) (laughs) but honestly a book that i've read that's kind of more on like the intellectual side <laughs> rather than the uh lazy novel side is um the comfort crisis i don't know if you've heard of that it's I, phenomenal i haven't but i'm writing it down do you yeah. read or do you listen do you i read? read yeah i like having the physical book 
Even though I am listening to the Harry Potter books again. I'm rewatching them. I'm on six now. Wow. Yeah. I don't remember any of them. So I just watch them. Everyone's like, I have no idea what's coming next. <laughs> it's amazing. I wish I could do that. Like forget it all and go back. <laughs> Start over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of along those same lines. Next question. We got favorite recent podcasts. Or or maybe some of your favorite podcasts that you like like to listen to. It could be it could be entertaining. It could be okay. like educational, whatever. Um, I'll give you entertaining. Okay. Small town murder. Ooh. Have you ever heard of that? No, but I like I like the vibe. Where's it based okay, out of? So if you like like murder podcasts or shows or whatever, this is like a little different because the two guys are comedians. So they do this like whole thing. I mean, he does his research like he researched the town he gives you a whole history of the town so like the first one you're a little bored but you have to buy in you have to just keep listening because he gives you a whole background on the town and then he goes into like the murder itself and they always do like a little caveat like if you don't think true crime and humor go together this might not be for you and they they don't make fun of the victims or the victims families but they they're like back and forth back and forth banter with each other is like all I'm laughing out loud as I'm listening to it <laughs> and it's also like creepy and you you find out about a murder so it's cool <laughs> are, there, are there any um is it all based on one town or is it a bunch of different towns no he like he puts out I mean there's probably over 250 episodes and each one is a brand new small town and they're like that's cool two and a half hours long these podcasts yeah, Any in Westerly wow. what any in Westerly, Rhode Island? Do they have any like close ones that you've heard, listened to? Oh yeah, they they have like I've heard different towns in PA. I've heard like Delaware close by, or like towns that I've heard of in other cities or other um, states. Squad, so cool. <laughs> Tim, they haven't caught you yet. They haven't got Westerly, Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question: We got favorite Instagram. Same thing could like, accounts like could be educational, something that comes on your feed that's like funny or you just like seeing. Um, honestly, I really like that um the page that's called We the Urban. They like put out like ins- inspirational things and like they'll do like I don't know who needs to hear this, and then you swipe and there's different like things that just some of them I'm just like, uh, oh, it doesn't relate to me, but Almost every time something hits me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> so I really do like that um, that page. This is cool. They found you they it. found their target market. Yeah. yeah. I like how you click it and then you can scroll and it says different things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's nice. That was quick. You found it that quick. Just pull it right up. Yeah, I'm not the one talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question we got, somewhere you've traveled recently. Mm. vacation work whatever yeah i've been all over the place recently which i feel really grateful that i've been able to travel um post crossfit games in august i actually went to indonesia so i was in bali um for like a total of 12 days that's including the travel um which was a really epic trip (laughs) is a work trip um they all are I guess like, yeah, you have to like say work trip, right? Um, It was through this company actually called Trova Trip that I'm working with. Um, And they like plan everything. They have the entire itinerary 
really every person that goes on the trip just has to buy their flights. And once you're there, everything's planned out. Um, and I'm doing two more trips next year, which I'm really pumped about too. So those will be fun. But this was my first one with them. Unreal. Yeah. Um, where are you going next year? Can you say? Um, yeah. In August, we're going to go to Alaska. We're doing like a whole like whitewater raft, tent camping, like glacier hiking kind of trip. And then in October of next year, we're going to South Africa. Sweet. We're doing like safaris and some like really rad stuff. That's, That's awesome. so awesome. Yeah. And yeah. and you said it's through like a company? Yeah, they're like a trip hosting company and they work with whatever country or destination you're going to um, to like create these itineraries. And then as a host, I like pick what itinerary I want to do. Um, and then I put it out to the people and people sign up and um we go on these adventures <laughs> that's so awesome yeah so you, you you have some control there too which is sweet yeah I definitely get to so like I'm in talks with them right now about like what the next trip after South Africa is gonna be right. which is wild <laughs> oh that's so cool yeah it's fun. Uh, that's all that's a great answer. I did not expect that. Those are all great places. You were like, oh, she it's went awesome. to uh, New York City. Or I'm like, oh, she, yeah, she did a CrossFit thing in New York City. Like, no, you know, I went to Bali and then I'm going to Alaska. <laughs> That's sick. Um, next question. Um, I've taken it out. I've put it back in. I I think Tim doesn't like it, but I put I put it back in. Uh, celebrity crush. Now this could be this could be. Um, like a CrossFit crush, this could be like someone who just you just admire in the sport, essentially. Um, uh, but and if you don't have an answer, we can just skip. Can it I out. plead the fifth? You can plead the fifth. <laughs> you can plead the fifth. <laughs> we can move on to the next one. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'll say Ashley Wozni. How about that? Love it. Great I answer. <laughs> that's your that's your teammate, right? That's my girl. <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, next one we got. And this also could be a bad question because I'm not sure where your sponsorships are at with this, but oh. favorite sneaker. Oh, I got zero sponsorships in the shoe department. Um, I actually really like working out in my vans. And that's been like this whole topic of conversation this past season. Um, but that's my preferred shoe to like Metcon in. Um, Sweet. Yeah, they gave us the Noble Runners at the games. And I really like those like really cushy ones for running um and i've been wearing my like rad ones when i have to climb a rope because they're really solid like they don't mm. tear easily like the vans do so i'm all over the map yeah. Kels, i bought these <laughs> because i always saw you guys work out in them <laughs> <laughs> they're so them. comfortable yeah i squatted on them today I, yeah. I, yeah best pr my snatch in those like <laughs> are vans the new crossfit shoe uh vans if you're listening <laughs> I said anything to you guys yet what have they said anything to you guys at all or no no i like talked with one girl that like works for vans they really like just aren't interested they like have their niche and they're just like i'll send you some free shoes but that's all that's like fine nice all right uh, next question for last last of the rapid fire. Um, okay. We got favorite movement, like CrossFit movement, exercise, maybe least favorite. You can say that too. That's tough because in my head, like any lift is like my favorite because I'm just 
I like to lift barbells. Mm. Um, but I'm really loving getting better at like gymnastics and my running. So like lately when I see that programmed, I know it's going to be like a hard day, but like a really fulfilling day. So I kind of split it there. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's a great answer. I like that. Thanks. <laughs> today was really hard if you're wondering. <laughs> Say it again. Because today was really hard. What did you do today? <laughs> I did a lot of burpees and a lot of ring muscle-ups oh. and legless rope climbs. So just a lot of stuff I'm really bad at. <laughs> Solid. <That's> yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we'll we'll transition gears a little bit here. Um, we'll get into um, – we don't have to talk about it too much. Or I mean, we can talk about it as much as you want to. But a little bit of your background um, coming from um, – you know, collegiate soccer and then how that transition happened, um, into the sport of CrossFit. Um, Yeah. I, um, I graduated college and was coaching soccer and playing soccer. Um, and I actually broke my ankle in like an adult pickup league. And that was like the first time I was like on crutches out, like down for the count. And, um, when I finally was able to like actually exercise again, my sister had come over, come back from being overseas. She's in the Navy um, and she was stationed in Africa. And when she came back, she was, we were locally around here in PA and she was like, come to this CrossFit class with me. I was just like, no, (laughs) I resisted her very hard. But then I went to the class and um, the workout was Helen and I scaled it like crazy. And honestly, I was so bad at it that I was like, damn, I need to go back and do this again. Cause I, I like double band on the pull-ups, like light kettlebell stopped on my 400 meter runs. Cause I was dying. Like it was almost like it like relit that competitive um, side of me a little bit. But like, even then, even going into like the next year, probably if you had told me I'd be where I am right now, I would just like have laughed at you because you know I I was doing it to like offset all the like eating and partying that I was doing um and then I actually moved to the city of Philadelphia I was out in the suburbs then and um I had to take some time off because I had to pay rent and I couldn't afford to go to a CrossFit gym and um I finally joined a new gym after a couple months and it just like that was when the 2015 open um, happened. And when Dave Castro programmed the clean and jerk, like part of the um, the first workout or whatever, like you had to do CrossFit and then you got to lift. lift. Uh, I did really bad at the CrossFit, but I got second in my region on the clean and jerk. I was like, okay, well, like I'm stacking up strength wise against some of these girls. If I can figure out the CrossFit side, maybe I could be decent at this. And forever it was just like, regionals is the goal kind of thing when there was regionals um but I switched gyms and I kind of put myself um in new situations and that's when I met um my teammates from 2016 um Rachel owns CrossFit Parallax and is one of my best friends in the entire world and um I was put in a room with her and Kelly and the guys and it was like holy shit we're gonna do this team thing and I I had to get decent at CrossFit really fast. So that was kind of like the, the jump start to actually competing. We were like, let's make regionals. And Rachel was like, no, we're going to the games. 
and for like Kelly and I, we just uh, we were still working on stringing our chest of our pull-ups together. Like we were just like <laughs> we we're like we gotta get we gotta get better here. So I kind of put my head down and you know started taking care of my nutrition and and working on all that, and it just kind of like took off. That's great. So you came in already strong, right? Is, was that when you did the clean and jerk, and then you were second in the region? Were you training lifts and CrossFit like a lot before and you just came in with just like strength? Um, so I feel like I came in, I, I, I was a big girl. So like I was naturally just kind of stronger in general, but like in college, we never, we would squat and deadlift, but we never, I never learned how to clean jerk or snatch. Um, that was all when I started at that gym out in the suburbs was like learning how to do those movements. Um, and then when I switched gyms, leading up to that open was just kind of like learning how to move my body properly. And, um, I was, I would like lift a lot cause I loved to lift and clearly didn't do enough of the CrossFit going into that, um, open. But I think that I came in relatively strong just because of like the squatting and the deadlifting and like strict pressing and stuff, but, um, had never trained the Olympic lifts or anything. So at what point in time were you like, before you switched gyms, were you like, all right, like, I'm going to take this pretty serious? Um, it was like May of 2015 that I did like a local comp and I got first and there was no like ring muscle up. So there was no like, they was had first competition ever? No, it was, it was like, I had done some, it was my first individual one ever. Um, so I think that's actually right after that competition was when I hired my now boss who's, uh, as my nutrition coach and started dialing that in. Um, and then I had actually kind of hurt my back, um, in that competition and just like all the stars aligning here. I, my, the guy I was seeing for my back was like right down the street from a gym in New Jersey, like right over the bridge. And I had reached out to the owner of that gym who was at the local comp, like with a couple competitive athletes. So I was like, Hey, these people are better than me. Can I come drop in at your gym? And he was all for it. So that was kind of when the whole transition happened that I started going to that gym. And then that opened a door for me to meet Rachel and it all cool. connects now. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's um? Because I I hear that a, a lot. Like someone who's really trying to be competitive. Do you think that's true? Like if if you want to if you want to go to the next level, you should kind of surround yourself with athletes that are trying to push. Like, it, like if you're in a gym that where everyone's kind of just more of like a lifestyle family gym, is it? Do you think it's tougher to go be super competitive? Um, I so that was kind of that first gym in Philly that I was at. Was like I had I had a another guy with me who was pretty good, but I felt like I wasn't really being pushed. And so to your question, I think um, if you're already at an elite level, being in that kind of gym, you've already trained your mental that you can like push yourself. But mm -hmm. I was such a newbie that like I needed people around me to push me a little bit more. Um, and one of my favorite quotes is if you're the smartest in the room, you're in the wrong room. And I put that, like, if you're the strongest, if you're the most mm -hmm. fit, if you're any, like, you can replace smartest with anything. And I feel like I 
like to this day will chase being not the best in the room hands down over anything else and to be able to improve yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's cool I, I like that that's that's a great answer um and you, and you said this is the like around the same time you really got your like nutrition dialed in too right yeah. when you started getting competitive what what yeah. was it like some of the big changes you, you said you had a nutrition coach at that time or yeah so right after that competition when I kind of hurt my back I had like been doing counting my own macros a little bit just based off of um the book that my boss had written at the time um and I then was like okay I'm gonna be out for a little bit with this back like now's gonna be a really good time to dial in my nutrition like with a coach with someone who knows what they're doing um so I hired her and it was really just I mean I didn't know anything about nutrition or CrossFit or any of this like leading up to through college I wish I did thinking Mm -hmm. back wish I did um (laughs) But it was really just figuring out, like, I I wanted, I was a little bit psycho at first, like, counting out my almonds, like, you know, how people can get, but, like, <laughs> I saw, like, a lot of results pretty quickly, um, and, yeah, so I just, like, started counting and actually, like, tracking and seeing what I was putting into my body. Um, I also stopped drinking as much as I was drinking before, so that helped. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Not not ideal for performance. Yeah. <laughs> or <not> recovery. <laughs> Your recovery will take. <laughs> yeah. What um kind of along those same lines, you say like, oh, I wish I had known this back in like when I was playing soccer in college. Yeah. Do you feel like there was a lot of things like you did wrong or mistakes you made or like the way you approached it? In college. Yeah. Uh it was just like nowhere on my radar. Like mm. I yeah, I guess like growing up or throughout school I just didn't get the knowledge behind like nutrition and I just I don't know if that was just because of the schools that I went to or whatever it was but I also you know I did play soccer in college but I always say like I was a really mediocre (laughs) soccer player like division three like we were better drinkers than we were soccer players (laughs) for sure and I don't know it was just like yeah, it's hard to like think back to even college because I was so just worried about like, like I probably underfueled myself because I was just like drinking a lot. I was comparing myself to all these like soccer players and like wanting to like, I don't know. So no, that makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. I definitely wish I had just more of a knowledge base when it came to that in college for sure. And um, how is a... So you you started getting competitive. You work with a nutrition coach. Have you seen your um your ability to dial in and kind of like change and shift like from then to now? Does it is it still continuing to evolve? Oh yeah. yeah. I always like even with my clients today. I'm like I'm like seven <laughs> years into this and I'm still learning things about my body, about my like mindset around food and nutrition and all of that. Like it's always evolving, um, which is kind of the cool thing about just you know, life in general is you're always improving and changing and adapting. So definitely holds true to nutrition and, and fueling for performance and all of that too. And when you like get older, things change and all that stuff. So when did you start to talk to your boss about working for her? Like what was that? That was so, so if you guys have ever worked with a nutrition coach or if you've ever had nutrition clients, 
you know that like you're helping them with their nutrition, but you're also kind of like a therapist. And like, obviously we know our scope of practice, but uh, Chrissy, who's my boss now, um, was definitely hearing things from me other than just about my food in that week. So she knew I was kind of unhappy in the job that I was in at the time and how I was just like working really hard at this CrossFit thing, but also working a full-time job and all of that. And she had this, um, it was all, again, the stars aligning, but she had an opportunity to have a bunch of clients um, from this like other company. Um, and she pretty much in like leading into the 2016 games had said, hey, after the games, do you want to move out to Reno? Because she's based in Reno, Nevada. And she said, do you want to like try to start this company with me? <laughs> and I said, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> so that was kind of like a, a, one of the, a really big shift in my life that um, I, you know, kind of took a chance and um, she moved me across the country and I like mentored with her for about a year. Um, and we, I remember it was like this huge deal to me when we went from 75 to 150 clients. We were like, we doubled. Um, but it was pretty cool. To, and now the company is crazy. It's thriving. <laughs> How many clients do you have today? Uh, under the whole umbrella of Black Iron, I think it's like almost 2,000. And wow. we have like like 15 coaches. And there's all these amazing like sub programs out of just the lifestyle program which is pretty epic <laughs> yeah I, I was doing a little research on there like you guys have like um like options for like vegan athletes and stuff like that mm -hmm. like any, yeah. anything you need yeah that's yeah cool. it was cool Chrissy and I she you know if you're like upper management for black iron she kind of made a hard rule that you have to live in Reno so there's a bunch of them that live out there you know they're like they're the they're the uppers um, but she knew that, um, you know, I've put a lot of heart and soul into the company and she wants, wanted to retain me as um, a coach. And I'm so grateful for that because we kind of built, it was actually right before COVID that we built the um, performance nutrition track. So now I'm the director of the performance nutrition um, like subsection and I have like 10 coaches that are performance coaches and it's really just it's wow. honestly for any kind of athlete, like any sport or activity, outdoor adventure, like anything you might be doing that you want to really focus on the food around your performance, uh, we'll, we'll have that coach for you. So it was really so cool, cool to see that grow too. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. But we have like pregnancy and postpartum. We have Thrive, which is like focusing not on tracking macros, more of just like intuitive eating and and then we have our lifestyle and all that. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that's that's my jam. I hate to I hate on, um, macros. <laughs> on uh for the past couple of weeks I've been doing steak and fruit. <laughs> Come on, it's great. What do you what's your take on it? <laughs> and I'll mix in a veggie here and there, but I've never been a big veggie guy. A little bit of bison. Mm. <laughs> Uh, she's, like, she's like i gotta bite my tongue right now <laughs> Tim, <laughs> you're funny do, do you feel good yeah okay then yeah. if it's working for you today was great i feel good <laughs> oh, that's amazing <laughs> um 
So kind of <laughs> along the same lines, uh, I know you have the sponsorship from Podium, which is super yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, what are you taking or what do you recommend for like supplements right now? Or what do you, what are you taking? Yeah, it's so funny. I'm like, I, whenever I have a client that asks me, I always say like, I would rather eat than supplement. So, um, like through podium, I'll do a protein shake, um, with their whey and I'll do their BCAs, like their, um, hydro and salt to change up just drinking water and get some electrolytes in when I'm training. Mm. Um, but as far as like micronutrients and that kind of thing, I always say to eat your vegetables (laughs) (laughs) and your like nutrient dense foods to get those like (laughs) vitamins and minerals that like, I think there was this trend for a while of the like greens and reds. And, um, while those are fine, as long as they're from like a clean company, I think that people think that like, Oh, I can just toss some greens in a drink. And that's my, that's good. Whereas like, really you should be eating those greens and that kind of thing before um, trying to supplement. But so I, I'm not like a big supplementer only because I really like to eat. Mm. <laughs> so I'd rather eat my 25 grams of protein than have a shake. But a lot of the times time and schedule and everything like that, like today I went straight through my whole training session and needed a pick me up. So I did a protein shake with coconut water to get carbs and protein in. So Sounds I think good. It yeah. <laughs> do, do you do, um, do you do creatine at all or no? Um, so the fit aids that I drink have creatine oh, and then nice. the RX ones. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, tell my nutrition one. coach, I should probably be taking creatine, but I don't. <laughs> Other all right, than we that. won't, we won't tell them. <laughs> so you have a nutrition coach yourself. Oh yeah. Big time. Coaches need coaches, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Who's doing um your are you working out mostly with a team at at this point? Are you guys like getting ready for the upcoming season? It's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> um so I just celebrated my year anniversary with my coach, which is really exciting. Awesome. Um Congrats. like yeah, like just about a week ago now. Um And when I moved back to Philly and I stopped bobsledding, it was kind of up in the air. I didn't really know what I was going to do. I had done like a few things at OBA. So I knew the gym. It's really nice. It's like really big. There's a huge, one of the big ass fans. There's air conditioning, heat. Like it's, I love the gym and it's like clean. And so I walked in there. And I was like, hey, I'm going to get an open gym membership. And literally the first day I walked in there, Joey Tortora, my teammate, like, Kelsey Kiel, what's your plan for the season? Like, I I literally (laughs) just stopped. Like, I didn't know what my plan was going to be. And it took me a while to decide that that was what we were going to do. We had kind of like chatted a little bit with Nick, my other teammate, but we needed another girl. Um, but back to the coach thing, Joey is coached by my coach and, um, like walking in that gym, I knew that I well from my past experiences and going forward, my stance is that like having a training partner is almost like you can't put a price on that. Um, and I knew that if Joey and my training could link up from time to time, 
having the same coach, then I would really benefit from that. Just knowing myself as an athlete, like we talked about, like being pushed and that kind of thing. So um, I decided to go with the same coach as him. And it was such a good decision because he's brilliant. <laughs> That's awesome. What, what's your yeah. name? Uh, his, I call him Coach L. His cool. full name's like Elkana Senevois. He's French. We'll call him Coach L. Yeah, Coach L. <laughs> Coach L. Uh, he's through um, Brute Strength. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. So you guys starting to train like for open at this point or are you still kind of? Yeah, I feel like it's so funny. I was rowing the other day and someone came up to me like, what are you training for? I got to keep breathing harder. I'm going to be way behind. So <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like for me, it's like never ending kind yeah. of like um, just training those weaknesses. But mm-hmm. Um, Elle and I actually talked about me not competing until the open, mm-hmm. uh, which I think for him, it's just like, so that we can, we don't have to like build and taper, like based off of a competition. Um, I just recently got asked to do a team of three at Wadapalooza, um, mm-hmm. which I am going to do. It's just for fun. And it's now it's just those two days. It's Saturday, Sunday. So I don't think it'll be too detrimental to my training. Um, so I'm excited about that, but otherwise, yeah, just training to burpee faster in the open. <laughs> nice. No, that I mean that's a good point. Like there almost is like no off season in CrossFit. It's just like year round. You always are training. I feel yeah. like the games just ended, and then was there was a qualifying competition like two weeks ago? Is that right for the games? There was like some competition I saw a few people were competing at. A, I don't know if it was like a qualifying competition for the games. I was like, already? Oh, no, not for like this. So the actual official season won't start till February. But in this downtime, there's so many competitions. Like I was actually mm-hmm. just out in Vegas because I was meant to compete at the thing called the Zalos games. And it's just oh, like yeah. they're like trying to put these competitions out there and people can go and one get more experience competing but also win money like people can you know if this is their full-time thing they can make money (laughs) you can you can plead the fifth on this if you want but is there ever a time where like there's a local competition or somewhat of a big competition and they'll be like hey we'll give you like five grand if you come like they'll pay you to go is that a thing plead the fifth maybe uh i for me personally no (laughs) i am also not you know huge individual games athlete so maybe for some some of them but i that's insider info that i don't have (laughs) fair fair yeah i feel like you're right there though i feel like tomorrow could happen (laughs) thank you um so let's let's maybe talk about recovery a little bit um what are you doing as far as like i know you've you've always been really good about like getting enough sleep like um yeah. every every night um but do you have some sort of like way to do you have some sort of tracker you're using right now for that or <laughs> well i wear a whoop i feel like i've oh, worn cool. a whoop forever <laughs> Not, right, and, right. um i always say it like knows me really well just because i've been, literally been wearing it since like 2017 um and yeah, so I track my like sleep and recovery that way. 
People have asked me actually recently, I had a client ask me like, do you adjust your training based off of like your recovery score that next day? And for me personally, like typically not, I'll usually get like a super low recovery if I go out one night or like drink some alcohol or whatever it might be. And I'm pretty strategic about when I do those things. So like if I go out and I stay up late and don't get enough sleep and have a few drinks, it's usually a Saturday night where then it's a rest day on Sunday. Um, I try not to like jeopardize my own self because training's hard enough for me already that like I don't, that's why I do prioritize my sleep and, you know, my recovery like that so much. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, I um, I just I I had the whoop forever, and I just let it expire. Uh, I think I'm gonna switch to Garmin next. And you, well, I, I don't know, if, Garmin. Do you wear Garmin too? <laughs> but I, heard I don't like use it, so yeah. I don't know. Like they just know. look cool too. <laughs> I like to like, know the time. The time. I like good. to know the time. <laughs> has the time, and it like also gives me steps, which like I don't totally care about, but yeah. it's always interesting to see. <laughs> That's, you ever like compare because it because Garmin do you wear it at night too the Garmin? Yeah, but I never look at the sleep. I don't you know. ever look at like this with the sleep compare? That'd be interesting. No. Maybe yeah, it's, maybe like, I, I could start doing that. Yeah, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, uh, same along the lines of recovery. What are you doing for? Do you do any like cold or like heat therapy or stuff like that? Uh, not really. I live on a heating pad. I just love how it feels on my back all the time. Um, I have. I have a pair of Normatec boots that I'm in pretty often um, with like the um, Hypervolt and that kind of thing. Uh, but I go and I like get body work done pretty regularly as well. Nice. Yeah. It must be so nice. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's just such a relaxing time. <laughs> I feel like you always were really good at prioritizing recovery like when you train in boston you guys would get down but you were always really good at recovery and then when you went to vegas and then you did the bobsled thing you were always very good even when you would post about recovery mm-hmm. and i think you make a good point with like the whoop just knowing you like seven years that's <laughs> like that's impressive i mean i don't wear it all the time but it's i wear it still like it lot. understands you enough i feel like to the point yeah. where it gives you the proper strain, the proper recovery, like all yeah. that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. I think it really does know me pretty well. I got a dog adjusting here. <laughs> um, do you do anything along the lines of like, uh, so, so you do body work, is that through a masseuse or do you do um, like PT, Cairo, acupuncture, anything like that as well? Yeah, I do. I have a Cairo that I love. He's a magician, but he also does like cupping and ART and Graston as well. Um, And then I have an acupuncture here in Philly that I also um, really like to go see. And then every once in a while, I'll treat myself to a massage. (laughs) You know. Nice. You hit it at all angles. Yeah. You don't miss a thing. (laughs) And I get my nails done. No, there we go. And how about the hair? Well, nice but... looking good <laughs> all right <laughs> awesome um all right so uh next transition um if you posted something i think it was the other day or maybe like a week ago um just regarding kind of like mindset mm-hmm. and i know just 
training can be tough, especially if you're like going through a rut or like you're hitting plateaus or you don't feel like you're pushing, especially if this is like, okay, I want to really push the next level. So um, what are some things or some strategies that you do to kind of maybe like get you out of that, that rut or like keep you moving forward, even on the days like you don't feel like training? I'm so curious. What did I post? <laughs> I don't know. It was something with the sunshine or a sunflower or something like that. So far, they Repost. keep they keep moving forward. Uh, I'm Repost. like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's keep moving forward. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like a big one for me is, and this is actually kind of new to my life in the last little while. Um, probably since starting at OBA with the training partners that I have and everything, is not like tying so much of my like self worth in my athletic performance and my abilities. Um, cause I think I did struggle with that a lot. Um, it with training in the past. And then also with bobsled, it was like, I felt like if I didn't do this or that, or didn't hit that number or, you know, this girl beat me or whatever it is, like I almost tied like my mental of like how I was as a human being, um, into those results. And I don't know if it's just being around you know, these super supportive people who I know will love me, even if I fail a snatch at the Granite Games or whatever it is, like I, or it's all the therapy that I've been doing, like whatever it is, it like I feel like there's, I, I am, I do CrossFit. I'm not like, that's not my sole identity is like a CrossFitter or a bobsledder or whatever it was or is. Um, so I think that's a big one especially on those days that like I, maybe my coach will have, Hey, I want you to hit sub three on every single interval. And I don't. And it's like, well, shit. Okay. There's so many factors that go into that, but it's not because I suck as a human being. <laughs> like, and All I right. think being able to separate that within the these last, you know, this last year and a half probably um, has been a really big mindset shift for me. I think it's a really good point. I think it's a really good point. That's huge. Um, so you, you obviously know him. Um, someone was saying something just along the same lines as you. Um, I interviewed Justin Wright over at Invictus. Yeah. Um, and he was kind of saying this because he was obviously very competitive in the CrossFit game scene. And um, he took a break from it for a little while. And mm -hmm. then he was just trying to come back to it. And he was talking about that. And it was the same thing as like co competition is great, but like, there can be like toxic like aspects to it and you have to kind of figure out how to like separate those from, like for the good from the bad. I'm paraphrasing. He said it much better than that, yeah. but <laughs> along the same lines as that. So that's kind of cool to hear you say that. Yeah. Kind of the same thing there. And I do think that, you know, competing and doing everything like this is, is, is a lot of people's identities, especially if they've like kind of grown up into the space. Um, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong, but for me personally, like it was, it was wrong for me to tie my identity into that because it was so black or white, like you suck or you're great kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that for me, it was creating that separation of identity to, or self-worth and performance. I think that's, that was huge for me. That's Did awesome. You Did you journal? Podcast. Oh, I journal every morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
No, journaling is huge. I mean, it's, get your thoughts out on the paper, like time to reflect. It's great. I have a journal actually, so I'm never, I never feel like I'm really good at journaling, good at it, like whatever that means. Um, but I found the journal and you guys will now get a targeted Instagram app ad, <laughs> uh, but it's called inside out. And it's like, it was a targeted ad for me and I clicked it and it's like, it gives you a prompt every single day of like, it'll just ask you a question and I've found that I like will answer the question. Sometimes I won't even answer the question. I'll already have stuff that I'm like, I need to get this out. But a lot of the times I'll just answer it and it'll kind of like bleed into other things that I want to like get out. It's kind of cool. Yeah, interesting. So it's an app that you get a text notification? Sorry, no, it's it's a journal. I was saying you're going to get a targeted Instagram ad now for it. <laughs> you're going to hey, see it. I might even just seek it out and check it out yeah. and see what's going on with it. Seriously. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. I mean, just from doing a little bit of research for this podcast, like listening to some of your most recent ones, I think that was kind of like the common theme. Like people are asking you how you're doing. You're like, I'm really good right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, it was cool. Great. Like yeah. coming back to the sport, um, it just like felt different. It felt like mm. it was, I was having more fun. I am having more fun than I have ever had doing it, which I think. I mean, all of us at OBA, like on the team and even just the people that I train around, like we say, we're having fun no matter what. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's it. That's yeah. important, especially for a team. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sam, Sam Pascal, our friend, uh, we, we talked to him today. He asked us to ask you a question. Tim, do you remember what it was? No. Sorry. <laughs> Ace is about to jump off my bed. No. Um, <laughs> I said, I said, I promised I'd ask, but now I've forgotten what it was. So now I feel bad. I don't know. I don't remember. I think so it was yeah. something along the lines of uh, um, competing for the op- like the open or something like that this year. But uh, so- sorry, Sam, I let you down. Yeah, so I, have, I have a question. Um, okay. For someone that's looking to like become competitive in CrossFit, what is the biggest thing that you would say to them in the sense of is it like where they train and how they train is it nutrition like what's the biggest thing for someone that wants to get competitive and cross with that just goes to like a normal gym you know you, you have like used to when you started you went to your normal mm-hmm. gym and mm-hmm. you're the best athlete there that's hard because like part of me wants to like i have people come to me before um as nutrition clients and they want to be super competitive in the sport but they work a nine to five and they can maybe work out for an hour in the morning and an hour at night and I think that what people don't see is that like I can't speak for everyone but I go to the gym at nine and I'm training I'm you know I'm not doing a metcon for two hours but I'm there till 11 I take a two-hour break I, I do my work as much work as I can, or I do an appointment, I have an appointment or whatever. And then I'm there from like one to four 30. And it's like the time commitment to be competitive. I think people underestimate that sometimes. Um, but I think that all of those things, like the, your training environment, getting a, a personalized one-on-one coach, um, I think is huge as well, because obviously a gym's general pop programming can be super beneficial but i think that that can only take you so far 
um, having like a one-on-one -on -one coach is huge. Um, and then nutrition, <laughs> getting your food dialed in. People that can get there that follow like mayhem compete or something. Yeah. I yeah. think that, that some of those higher level programs that are kind of not, not specialized, not one-on-one -on -one are pretty good, but I still do think that like you, that can only take you so far yeah. and it depends on how far that person is trying to go and all that. Yeah. I feel like also too, you say you're at the gym until 4.30, right? But how many times a week do you have an appointment for body work or like you come yeah. home and you do work, right? So I feel like yeah. there's a lot of, it's not just the training that you have to commit to. It's absolutely, I, I come home, I sit on that couch and I cook my dinner and I'm on my laptop then again for a couple hours. And then I go upstairs and I read and I go to bed. That's why I'm very very committed to my bedtime routine because <laughs> I got to do it again in the next in the morning <laughs> hey that's a great routine yeah <laughs> um so let's say there's someone who wants to be competitive um do you yeah. also you also feel like there's just some people genetically no matter what they do it's just it's just not gonna happen like they could put, <laughs> like like I mean because my my example I think about is like the NFL like there's going to be if I don't care how bad you want to be, how hard you want to work at being like a, a wide receiver, like right. some people just have it. Some people don't like, right. I may, I don't know if that's that. Yeah. I feel like the NFL is so different. It, okay. Well, well, it's up for debate. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's up for debate. Yeah. I do think that there is a factor for that because mm. I, genetically mm. <laughs> I'm never gonna be 140 pound five foot five like I may have just thrown out those stats but that's what I envisioned Tia to look like like she's smaller and lighter um I'm I'm never gonna be that size and it's so funny because I um texted my or my coach programmed something or whatever and I like PR my 5k and I was, I sent it to him and he's like, that's pretty good. Like, that's something like, well, you're never going to be good at running, but we're going to work at you not being bad. It's <laughs> like, totally. okay. So like genetically, my legs are just so heavy. He said something like, if you can squat clean 280, you're not going to run a sub five mile or whatever he said. It was, right, right. It was funny at the time. But um, I think that that's kind of proof that like genetically, I'm not going to, win a, an endurance event at the CrossFit Games, it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's but that's what's nice about CrossFit too, is because the only event isn't going to be that. You have everything else combined. That's a good point. Yeah. Testing everything, which is cool. I feel yeah. like I feel like you had probably the best genetic advantage in terms of like coming into the sport with strength. Let me know if you agree with this or disagree with this. But I feel like people that come in with a background or are just naturally strong versus someone that comes in that the gymnastics or mm -hmm. I, don't know, I just feel like if you have the strength piece figured out or have it down where you can compete kind of like you did when you came second you can work on gymnastics you can work on yeah. running you can work on all that stuff and it's not as hard as trying to build strength right I do think strength building and that's I'd say that's my nutrition clients like it just takes time. Like that's the mm. one that takes the longest. Um, 
So I do think I agree with you with that. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, so let's uh let's start to um end with a we got a couple more questions just just to finish okay. up the um the wrap up questions. So uh, first one it might catch you off guard, so you can skip it if you want, but um or not. So <laughs> <laughs> so the what I ask is. What's the uh what's the highway that you're near in uh uh Philadelphia? Are you are you in uh, uh are you in yeah you're in Philly, right? Yeah. Um, I ninety five. What? You're in the city of Philly? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Oh ninety five? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm also see. gonna let my dog out, but <laughs> go for it. Are you can you still hear me? Yeah. All right. Um so the way I word it is you and this is from Tim Ferriss, I stole it from him. But you get the billboard in Philly on I ninety five. Whoever like injury lawyer it is, you you get their billboard for the day, and uh, you get something that, to sell, basically to say to like your city or your people. Like some could be a favorite quote, mantra, whatever. Yeah, it's put. I'm putting you on the spot, so we can skip it if we need to. Real. <laughs> Picture of Oliver. Oh, did you say? Picture of Oliver splooting. It's just Oliver's <laughs> back legs. Him in his little jacket today. No, um. Well, this has like kind of zero to do with what we were talking about pretty much this whole podcast, but I love being in Philadelphia because I just feel like we have such pride of our city. Like it also helps that like the Phillies were doing really well. The Eagles are doing really well. The freaking soccer team was doing really well, but like these last couple of weeks, the Philly pride has just been like off the charts and you feel like you feel the city like the city literally feels different lately um so i don't know i would do something something about just like being with my people <laughs> philly pride be my yeah people. was the guy who was eating a rotisserie chicken a day was that from philly yeah that was philly too do you see that too that was unreal <laughs> <laughs> is he still going philly people are epic i don't know i hope so that was a great trend um <laughs> Um, and then um, last question, basically, is just um, anything coming up that you're excited about or anything that maybe um, you want to plug or shout out, anything like that? Um, I No, I don't really think so. I mean, Black Iron Nutrition is having a New Year's challenge soon, which will be really fun. if People are looking to figure out their nutrition. <laughs> um, but yeah, really, I'm just kind of living the dream <laughs> working out trying to get fit sweet I'm better than that I'm better than that that's a life right there well um we'll uh we'll wrap up with that so thank you so cool. much Kelsey loved that's having good. you on great conversation <laughs> we didn't talk about bobsled at all we didn't talk about bobsled that's all right. You got plenty of other podcasts about bobsled. Yeah, they could just go with another. <laughs> I was amazed. I love. I was like, yeah. when is this going to go bobsled? <laughs> hey, you know, I love it. That's all right. Yeah. More cool. Relevant. So, uh, all right, we'll we'll sign off, but um, I'll stop the cool. recording. But we'll stay on for just okay. a second. All right.